Hello everyone and welcome back. This is episode four. As you can see from the title, today we're going to talk about God's word, the Bible. I want to talk about my relationship with scripture, why scripture is important, as well as how I study scripture. Also, I'll be giving you guys the challenge of the week. Welcome to Tommy Talks. Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing well in this quarantine time. This is episode four of Tommy Talks, which means we are one month into this new podcast. So far, I'm having a lot of fun writing some episodes, talking to you guys a little bit, getting some feedback. That's been really cool for me. Um, kind of just experimenting with this podcast to start off. Every episode's a little bit different. Try to add something um, just to make it a little bit different or see if it improves it. So this week... We're going to introduce a new segment to the beginning of the podcast called Things I Liked This Week. So in this segment, I have a couple things I really liked this week. The first thing I'll talk about is Harry Potter. Um, I watched the entire series of Harry Potter over about a week's time or so. I think I watched like one per day. It averaged out to about one per day. I watched like two on one day and then like none on another day. So but I, wa- I got to watch all of them over the course of a week, and I really enjoyed it. I've seen it before, I think maybe once or twice before I've seen the whole series, um, and I really enjoyed it. The first time I actually binged all of it in like three days, I believe that was like freshman year I did that. And so I really enjoyed that, and I liked watching it again this time. One thing I really like about this series is that you can watch all the characters progress throughout the years. I mean, like in the first one... I think each of the actors are like 10, 11, and 12. Um, Yeah, I think it's like 10, 11, and 12. And they're supposed to be 11 years old. And as you get to the end, you know, they're like 20, 21, and 22 by the last, um, whatever, film. Um, So you get to see these characters progress, not only like physically, but you get to see them progress like in how they act as well, which is kind of funny. And just get to see their nuances and how they change throughout the the different films, which I think is really cool. So I really enjoyed that. And I'll probably do it again before I'll probably watch the whole series again before this whole quarantine is over, just because I really like it. And it's so many films, there's eight of them. So you can watch all of them and kind of forget about the first couple and then go back and watch them again. And at least right now, I'm not that sick of it. So I really enjoyed that. Also, there's this new thing on YouTube. John Krasinski has been doing this new thing called SGN, which is called like Some Good News, I think it's what it's called. And it's like a YouTube show that he started. It's really like simple. I mean, he has like a picture of SGN or like a logo made by his kids and just shares some good news of things that are going on. And I thought that was really cool just to give some, you know, positivity because I feel like it can be kind of a downer in this time to watch the news all the time and blah 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 so it's kind of a downer but that's kind of a cool thing that he's been doing and it's been I don't know you know a lot of people have seen it so it's very popular right now but I just enjoyed watching that and seeing what he's doing with that and the last thing that I really liked this week was I noticed how much I enjoy having food at home I think you know making my own food is great when I'm at college and getting food out you know obviously yum But one thing I've noticed at home is that, like, everything has been, like, either home-cooked or just, like, you know, even if it's not home-cooked, it's something that I wouldn't normally eat. So I've had, like, steaks and, like, tacos and 
just really good like homemade vegetables and fresh stuff and like it's been great because usually when I'm at school I have like frozen veggies and a lot of things that I just eat the same thing over and over like I'll eat the same meal like four times in a week because it's the easiest thing to do Um, and I've also really liked having like simple frozen meals here because I don't usually do that at school but I'm thinking I'll probably start doing that because it's really easy but I just like eating food at home right now I've really been enjoying that just having dinners I like sitting down having a nice dinner boom it's great so I want to get into the content for this episode of the podcast however which is my perspective on scripture or scripture from my perspective either way uh so i want to start off by talking about my relationship with scripture or with the bible so from a young age i grew up in a christian home both my parents are christians went to church and just a normal thing to you know hear the bible or have a devotional with my family at dinner or something and my first bible i don't know if it was actually my first bible but one of the first bibles that i ever had was this picture bible and I don't remember what it was called, but as a picture Bible, my parents, like, especially I know my mom would always come into my room and read that Bible to me, like, every night, and I just loved hearing the stories, and I say I was saved at five because that's kind of when I made that prayer, but obviously, being five, I couldn't really understand what that meant, and so I'll talk about that, you know, transformation probably at a later time, but that's kind of when I first was introduced to scripture was this picture Bible where I got to see the stories happening and kind of interact with it. And it was interesting. I mean, I was a little, you know, not a toddler, but I was definitely young when I had that. And I kept that kind of in my brain as what a Bible was supposed to be or what it was supposed to look like. And obviously that's changed over the years, but that's kind of where I started. Uh, the next phase from there was definitely Awana. So anybody who's familiar with Awana, Awana stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed, which I believe is from 2 Timothy 2.15. I think that's where it's from. Uh, And it talks about how, well, approved workmen should not be ashamed. Really, something the word of truth I don't exactly remember the verse I should probably look that up but uh, that's what Awana is it's basically this program for kids from I think like age four or five to like age I don't know the end of elementary school or something like that and there's cubbies for the youngest kids there's sparkies for the middle group and then there's TNT for the older group. And then there's another thing called Trek, but I'm not really sure if that's part of Awana. I think that's for like high schoolers. But that's kind of when I was really introduced to to scripture learning. So Awana was very based around scripture memorization. So you'd have these like workbooks that you would work through, kind of like as if you were doing like a class textbook kind of thing. And what you would do is you'd get to different parts of the workbook and you'd have to memorize certain scriptures. So you go into the workbook, let's just say like, you know, a simple one like John 3.16, right? So it would say like John 3.16 as it's talking about maybe God's love, right? Because that would make sense. And so you memorize it and then you say it to one of your leaders the next week at Awana and you get like a, I don't know, a check mark, a star, whatever. And every year you have like a vest or something that you wear and you have little crowns or some like token system. Um, when you memorize these verses and when you get through these books. So it, it was very like systematic, very academic, but 
I do say, I do have to say that that was an awesome introduction to scripture because it was just full of like memorizing it and making sure that you're getting it. And, you know, it wasn't a ton of like teaching about it, at least from what I remember. It was kind of just like, oh, here's the next scripture. Here's the next one. And, oh, this one is about, you know, God's, you know, sacrifice or something. And so it was very systematic. And that's kind of how I viewed it. After the picture Bible, it kind of became a wanna, which was a lot more systematic. And then once I got to about middle school, high school age or so, I started to go to youth group at this same church that I was at, which is a small Baptist church. And so I went to youth group and I would consider really from the time I was in middle school, probably all the way until the end of high school, maybe, or around that to be really like a dead spot in my relationship with scripture I wasn't seeing it as academic I wasn't really seeing it as anything like I just it just wasn't held in high importance to me and even if that was communicated to me which people have said it has been and so of course I you know I believe them and I agree with them but it just never was communicated to me personally I didn't feel at least the importance and the weight of scripture I went to a Christian middle school and again, it was similar. There was an academic approach to scripture. Whenever we did like Bible class or scripture time or whatever, it was very centered around like getting a grade or making sure that you memorize this so you got an A. And it was like very academic. And that's kind of how it was, as well as youth group. That was kind of the same thing. It was like all about memorizing, academic, things like that. And not that academic is necessarily bad, but I think it can really averse you to like want to actually interact with something that's really academic so like I know people and at least for myself like I like playing the drums but the thing about it is when I'm like in a drum class or if I have a teacher or if someone's trying to show me what to do I'm just I don't love it the part I love about the drums is just playing music and you know I'm good enough to get through a song but that's what I like about it is just doing it for fun and because I enjoy it not because it's like some academic technique thing that I have to get down so that's kind of how I felt about it. And that was a middle school. I went to a Christian middle school. And then once I got to high school, I was in a Catholic high school. And so the importance was not really on reading scripture at all, at school at least. And if it was at all really talked about, it was kind of like in the theology of the Catholic church or just like different theologians and different scholars like St. Augustine. And, um, you know, I don't, I can't think of a bunch of saints right now. But it was talking about the saints and talking about history, less about, you know, theology and like diving deep into like the word of God. That's not really a thing that was important in high school. And that's just kind of how I saw it. It was always academic, but it wasn't like that important in my life. And there wasn't really any reason or anything pushing me to actually want to read it and study it. So I never really did that. And I was going to that Baptist church, but then I moved to a new church, a non-denominational church that some of my friends still go to uh, in Fort Myers. And they have this thing uh, called SOAP, and that's how they studied the Bible. And again, it wasn't really like super emphasized, but maybe I just didn't really feel the urgency for it. And I went to that church, started going there around 2015, and went there until I graduated high school and went to college. So about the end or middle to end of 2017. And so... They had SOAP, which is a way to study, which we'll talk about later in the podcast, but 
I don't really, I, I think I did it sometimes, but it was again, like very systematic and it wasn't, I just didn't really understand the point. It was like, okay, I'll check it off because I'm a, a Christian, you know, so I actually will just do this thing and great, you know, I'm doing great. Um, I don't know why I never really had that big emphasis, but when I got to college, I started to see, you know, different people's perspectives on it. I got to be part of the BCM, which uh, kind of had a bigger emphasis on scripture for some reason and going to churches and trying to find out where I was, you know, fitting in at church and in different places in my life. And there wasn't a, a ton of like certainty, just like there's, you know, never certainty in our lives, but especially then at the beginning of college, there was not really a lot of certainty with me. And so I believe it was, I don't know, sometime in 2018, I started going to this church in Tampa and it was a non-denominational church and they were like, everyone there was like super passionate and like really nice, but uh, I don't go there currently, but it kind of inspired me to, you know, be more passionate about, about scripture and about my faith. And so there was a sermon at the beginning of 2019 now, so over almost a year and a half ago now, but over a year ago. And basically the pastor said, you know, this is going to be a great year for all of us, you know, at the beginning of 2019, but it has to be a great year spiritually. You know, we have to put our spiritual lives at the utmost importance in our lives. And I don't know why, but that really connected with me. That like first Sunday of 2019 just really connected with me what he was saying. I was like, wow, like I feel like I'm always trying to have a better life, blah, 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 but I'm not really taking practical steps to do that and I'm not really placing spirituality or like my relationship with God at the most important part of that. So I started to get back into reading scripture a little bit and I began to do that a little bit more and you know I was pretty inconsistent. I've always been inconsistent with my Bible reading and with my you know studying of scripture and things like that. And so, but I tried to do it. I was like, I got to do this. And I tried and tried for a couple months. And I finally was like, I'm not going to learn, you know, all that God has for me if I do not take this seriously. So one day in my journal, I basically just finished a a time where I um, studied a little scripture. I think I might've done like a soap or something. And then I wrote a couple words about my day and I was finishing up the journal, and at the end of it, I just wrote, today is day one. And so at that point, uh, I think it was a couple months into 2019, and at that point, I was like, this is it. This is day one. I'm starting here, and here we go. I'm going to see how many days in a row I can kind of do this scripture thing. And so it was tough. The first couple weeks were really tough. I had to push myself to do it. I had to force myself to read the Bible when I thought it was really boring. Um, I think... I don't remember at the time I was probably doing YouTube videos, which would mean I was in Leviticus. And if anybody knows anything about Leviticus, it's tough to read. You know, it's a lot about rules and laws and blah, blah, blah. And so I just had a lot of, you know, discipline problems. And But I forced myself to do it every single day, even if I hated it. And there were some days that it was tough. And there were other days that I learned a lot. And I really, you know, felt like God was teaching me. Well, let's fast forward, you know, a couple months and about, I can't remember the exact number, but it was definitely more than just around 200 days in a row. I remember writing today is day 200. I remember I had done something around 200 days of journaling in a row. 
And at that point, I knew that God had solidified this habit, this desire in my heart, and he had really shown me through those 200 days how important it was to read scripture. Now, were those just some easy 200 days to, you know, oh my gosh, I just on a whim started to read the Bible and 200 days later, boom. No, like, as I said, it was super difficult. I had to really discipline myself to do it, but I got there and God really taught me a lot through that. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now where I'm continuously reading scripture. There are obviously some days where I mess up and I don't read or I don't journal or I don't, you know, interact with God's word. But those are probably the worst days, honestly. Those are some bad days usually when I'm not placing God at the front of my life and as the most important thing. So that's something that's really been important to me. Even now, as we've gotten into this new year, uh, I journal all the time. So I'm trying to do this thing where I have like a collection of journals of my life and not only my spiritual walk, but just normal life, what's going on. Uh, and I think it's super important. And the next thing I want to talk about is why I believe that scripture is important and why it really is important. And one thing about this is that this is scripture is how God speaks to me. I think this is how God speaks to all of us. I mean, why would he give us this giant book, which my um, copy of the Bible is like, I don't know, around 2,000 pages, I think. And that's a giant book. I mean, if anyone says, you know, reads a book that's 2,000 pages, that's insane, right? So it's a giant book. It's a lot of God's word that he's given to us to speak to us. There are only a couple of ways that God really, I mean, there are infinite ways he could speak to us, but there are some really main ways God speaks to us. And it's not only through people, other people, other believers, um, not only through the Holy Spirit, but it's also through scripture. And I think that's a really important part of it is to know who God is, uh, because scripture is all about who God is and um, how he operates in this world and, and out of this world as well, but this is really just how God speaks to me. A couple examples I can give you guys about how God does speak to me through Scripture. Uh, I'll give you guys two different places. Um, in Psalm 6, if you want to look up Psalm 6, uh, there's. I'm just kind of going to paraphrase or talk about a couple different verses, but I'll just read here. Psalm 6, it says, Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Later on, it says, My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. I remember reading this psalm and I was very like moved because I was like, yeah, I am faint. Yeah, I feel like I'm asking God how long, like how much longer. Uh, and this was very recent. So in the midst of all this quarantine stuff and I was like, man, how long is this going to go on? But I knew that God was there and that he was with us and that he would save us. And um, if that means you know, making all this go away, or if that means giving us peace or whatever it is. But God really spoke to me through that verse. Another uh, chapter in the Bible where God has really spoken to me multiple times is Romans 8. It's a very, you know, popular uh, chapter in the Bible, very well known. But it says at the end of Romans 8 that uh, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us because, and then it names a lot of things that could get in our way of God. But it says that nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love this piece of scripture because it shows us that like God is always there. His love is always there no matter what. And so I wouldn't really, I mean, maybe I would be able to figure that out in some other ways, but these scriptures especially speak to me. And so scripture is so important because that's really how God speaks to us. You know, that's how we can know who God is and his character and uh, that he does deliver us and that he does love us no matter what. 
And it even tells us about ourselves too, right? It tells us that we are more than conquerors through Christ. And that's really cool. Uh, a second part of it, which again, is kind of what I'm talking about, is learning about his character. So not only uh, do we hear God and him speaking to us, but we get to learn more about who he is. And so in the Old Testament, there's a lot about how God is strong. God is sovereign. He's our provider. He's just uh, he's good. All those kind of things you learn throughout the Old Testament. Obviously a lot more, but you can really learn about his character and who he is. And then a lot of the New Testament we can learn about Jesus and how God is very loving and compassionate and humble. But he's also very convicting. You know, like there are places in the New Testament where he just calls people out. Jesus just calls people out. And sometimes we need that. So learning about his character is so important in the context of scripture because that's like the main avenue we're going to learn about it. You know, we're not going to be able to walk with Jesus. We're not going to be able to see God in the flesh, most likely, you know. But we will be able to learn about his character through the words that are in Scripture. I like to think that the more time you spend around somebody, the more time you become like them. I think this is just a general rule, too. I mean, I have a couple friends who, you know, one of my friends, he's really, like, chill and he likes sports and he just like really relaxed and he's never really anxious. It's kind of interesting and he just likes to have fun and, you know, he just gives off those really good like fun vibes and, you know, sometimes he has issues, but he's very real. I guess that would be a great word to use. And so whenever I'm spending time around him, I feel like I can be more real and I want to be more real. There's another one of my friends who's very thoughtful and knowledgeable and likes to, you know, conjure or not conjure, but, you know, likes to gain more knowledge and to learn more. So whenever I'm spending time around him, I just feel like I want to learn more about scripture or about life or whatever it is. So, and then another one of my friends, um, you know, very like ambitious and sacrificial. And so, Anyways, the point you guys can see is that the more time I spend around these people who are these ways, I'm going to be more like them. And so in the same exact way, the more time that we spend with God, reading his words and scripture, the more we're really going to be like him. Or at least that's, you know, the goal is we want to be more like Christ. We want to be more like God. And so at least that's what I want. And so I want to read scripture, be able to know how he's like and be able to maybe begin to, you know, act in those ways, to be more strong and to be a provider or to be more loving and to be more convicting or whatever it is. So that's another reason. Scripture is super important. I think any Christian would tell you absolutely scripture is very important. And, you know, if you've never had that spoken to you, like I never really felt like I knew that, let me just tell you right now that like it is super important. You know, we got to be reading if we're following God and we, we strive to follow God. We need to be reading his word. We need to be praying and hanging out with him essentially every single day. And this kind of comes into the last part of this time, which is how do we study scripture? Well, I can just give you some ways, uh, specifically just kind of my personal approach to studying scripture. Obviously, people study it in a million different ways. There are infinite ways you could study scripture. And I'm sure my way is going to change over time. But for those who are interested, I just kind of want to tell you guys about two different ways that I have used to study scripture that have been super beneficial for me. So the first way is how I used to, uh, which was very systematic, and but really helped me in discipline. And the second part is kind of just how I do it now. So this first part is called SOAP. Now, I mentioned it earlier. It was from a church that I used to go to. 
And SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. Other people use HEAR, which uh, I don't exactly know what HEAR stands for, H-E-A-R, but I think it's something like respond is one of the last ones. I don't really know the here one, but people use here or soap or they just use like application. What is it? I think it's like observe and apply. I think that's another way you can study it. But I use soap, which is scripture, observation, application, prayer. And it's actually really, really simple. You just pick a chapter or you have some sort of plan you're going by. You read the chapter, you pick a scripture out of that chapter just like pick one verse or like one phrase, you write it down in your journal. And then after that, you kind of, you know, observe, okay, you know, what is that talking about? What's the context? Uh, how is that, you know, interesting? Or why does it stick out to you or whatever? And then the third part is you apply. So how can I apply this to my daily life? And then the last part would be prayer. So you pray that, you know, God would help you to apply that to your daily life. And you pray that, you know, God would use this and this time and would use this passage to really speak to you or to other people. So that's the SOAP way of doing it. It's scripture, observation, application, prayer. And if you're really just starting out kind of journaling, if you've never journaled before, or if you're starting out studying scripture and you've never done it before, this is a really awesome way to do it because it's super simple and it's very applicable. Obviously, one of the, um, you know, points in SOAP is application. So you actually have to apply this or there's a part that helps you to apply it to your daily life. And so that's a really good start. If you want to start there, that's awesome. That's what I did for so long. And eventually I got to the point where I was comfortable not, you know, sticking to that plan every time. And I kind of just gone into my own way of doing it. So I have a different approach now, which is a little bit similar, but it's a little, it's just my own way of doing it that I've kind of uh, fallen into, which I've really enjoyed. So my personal approach is to first pray. Um, I just like to pray beforehand, even if it's a small prayer, you know, just pray that God would speak to me, pray that I would, you know, hear what he's speaking to me, uh, and pray that I focus in this time because, you know, we can really get unfocused and reading scripture or really reading anything so that I would focus and for really anything else. So I want to start with prayer and focusing myself. The second thing would be read my scripture for the day. So it's not always completely set in stone. Sometimes I alternate between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, I'll give you guys an example in a second of what I've been studying now, but a little bit similar to soap, I'll just like pick out verses from that scripture that I'm reading and I'll kind of write them down in my journal. So I'll write them down and I'll just talk about what, you know, I believe that that verse means or what it does mean in that context or just kind of maybe even ask a question or, or something like that. I pick out specific verses and I want to have this, you know, content kind of eat me up a little bit or I want to be able to digest it really well. So I want to write it down. And then I ask the question of like, how is God speaking to me? So maybe I can give you guys a couple of examples of how God is speaking to me and how he's been speaking to me. And one of those uh, is actually found in the Psalms. So Psalm 144 is something that I read recently. And I just want to flip open to that really quick. Uh, you guys can look at it later maybe sometime. But Psalm 144 is an example of 
me answering that question, how is God speaking to me and what can I learn from this? So Psalm 144 is basically just David, uh, the psalmist, complaining uh, a little bit, you know, or at least not complaining, but maybe he's just being very, very uh, honest. You know, he's praying that like, you know, people who are going after him would like cease coming after him. You know, he's praying that God would save him and deliver him. And he's kind of praising God for that. And so, and there's a a bunch of other Psalms where this is also relevant. You know, I mentioned it before that uh, in another place in Psalms, it talks about how, you know, God is there for us. He can deliver us um, even when we're in anguish or whatever. So there are definitely so many things we can learn from these passages. You know, look them up on Google, honestly. If you're reading something and you're just like, I have no idea what's going on, like go on Google and Google that thing and try to find what other people are saying and just really figure it out, you know, wrestle through that. Um, Romans is a great example of something that's very applicable. Romans is all about how God has a plan for us living out our salvation. You know, so it talks about how to be saved, but also talks about living out that plan of salvation. So there are infinite things that we can learn because God is an infinite God. So many things. So that's kind of how I study scripture. I know that was kind of confusing possibly, but next I kind of just want to give you guys an example of how I study scripture. So the example is going to come from a journal I had last week. And I started off by obviously praying. I didn't have to write down the prayers all the time, but I started off by praying And then I went in and I read Acts 10. That was the first thing I read. And so I talked about uh, just a really quick summary of Acts 10. So I wrote down in Acts 10, Cornelius has a vision and sends for Peter. Peter has a vision uh, that all people are considered clean. Peter goes to Cornelius' house to speak and the Gentiles there receive the Holy Spirit. So I kind of just summarized it really quick. What was Acts 10 about? That's what it was about. And the second part... Uh, of that right underneath that I talk about what I believe I can learn from that and I wrote all are able to receive the Holy Spirit none should automatically be considered unclean even now there should be no barriers to getting to Christ so that's kind of what I learned from it that these people who weren't considered clean beforehand God said they're clean and they can receive the Holy Spirit just like anybody else And so what I've learned from that is that all people, even now, should be considered clean and there should be no barriers to getting to Christ if you so desire to do so. Uh, It shouldn't be because of who you are, what you look like, or where you're from, or whatever. So that's kind of what I learned. And then next I wrote Psalm 2. That's kind of the next thing I studied. And I wrote a couple of different verses from there. Uh, Verse 12 says, uh, the second half of verse 12 says, Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. I wrote that because I just wanted to talk about, and this is very recent, this is from last week, so I want to talk about how I can take refuge in God, and if I do so, He will bless me. You know, so I just wrote down that in this time, uh, it's a very tough and not very fun time, but I choose to take refuge in God. Even in the past few days, I've tried to take refuge in other things, but it's not working. God, uh, I choose to come back to you even today. Guard me in all that you desire for me to do. Uh, And then that's kind of it. That's what I, how I study the scriptures. I kind of just, it's very simple. I write down or I summarize a a chapter or verse and then I talk about what I'm learning from it. 
Uh, and then how I personally finish my journals is I kind of just write like almost like a little diary piece or a little prayer to God. Uh, not only am I talking about, you know, you know, thank you, God, for this day um, and help me to do this well and that well. But I'm also just saying like, well, today I'm going to be doing, you know, homework or talking to this person or have a meeting or whatever it is. So it's a very interesting combination of like a diary and like a prayer journal and also how I study scripture. So that's just an example for you guys about how I study scripture. I think it's super important as believers in God and um, just getting into our Bibles, into studying who he is. I think that's super important. So I encourage you guys to maybe start trying it um, and let me know how that goes kind of thing. But the next part of the podcast is going to be the challenge of the week. So last week, uh, I challenged you guys to do two acts of kindness or two acts of encouragement. So uh, on Instagram, hopefully you guys will give me some of your things that you've done this week, even if it's small or if it's something big, you know, let me know what that is. I think it's really cool in this time, especially when we're quarantined to do things for people remotely or whatever it is. But for me this week, I've done a couple things that I can think of and, you know, these might be kind of cop-outs because they I just feel like I need to do these things anyways. But one of them is that uh, I just thought about all the people that I'm not really interacting with that I might see on a normal basis. And I just made sure to check up on them. So, you know, I sent them a text message and maybe it was encouraging. Hopefully it was to some of those people. But I just wanted to make sure that I was seeing people even though I'm not seeing people. So that was the first thing. Uh, and the second thing was... I believe it was last week, I think it was last Saturday, um, Sarah sent me an ice cream, like a Ben and Jerry's pint of ice cream on Uber Eats from Tampa. So obviously the Uber Eats wasn't driving down from Tampa, but an Uber Eats in my area um, went and picked up ice cream and dropped off my door and she bought me some ice cream and Ubered it to my house, which was super nice. And very, very kind. So, you know, this might be a cop-out, but as a reciprocal act to her doing that, I decided to send her some ice cream the other day. So, you know, that was kind of another act um, of kindness that hopefully she liked. And I used one of her coupon things so she could get some uh, money off of another Uber Eats thing or whatever. Um, So hopefully that was just, you know, something I wanted to do that was nice. But, you know, do something like that. Uber Eats somebody some food or you know, write somebody a note or whatever it is. But just let me know what you guys did for that for this past week. The challenge I have for this week has to do with um, praying specifically. So my challenge for you is to grow in your prayer life in some way. So let me just give you a couple examples that you guys could possibly do that. Uh, The first thing would be that if you haven't prayed before, if you haven't prayed in a long time, or if you really never pray at all, just begin praying in some way. So if that's getting up in the morning and saying, you know, I'm brushing my teeth, just praying to God for a second. Or if that's going to bed, brushing your teeth, or if that's in the shower or on a bike ride or during your workout or something, I don't know. Before you eat, maybe you never do that. Just begin praying. Maybe just talk to God and, you know, it might seem crazy for a second, but I don't know, just try it out. Something to start, something new to begin Um, could be interesting. You never know what it's going to do. Uh, it can't really hurt you, you know, <laughs> it really can't, um, you know, God wants to hear your prayers as we've already talked about a little bit today. Also, if you're still 
another way to maybe grow in your prayer life this week could be maybe making a prayer list. So, you know, you pray normally, but maybe you don't really have a, a prayer list of things or people that you need to pray for. I've always, you know, wondered how to increase my prayer life. And I talked to Nathan about this a couple months ago, probably now, but he kind of encouraged me to download this app called Prayer Mate and make different prayer lists on it. And so I started to do that and it's been so beneficial. I have felt, you know, a lot of pulls to different people. I felt like really, really strong in my prayer life and a lot more connected to people and to the Holy Spirit through that. And so make a prayer list of people or of things you need to pray for. Uh, Or if you already have a prayer list, if you're already doing some of these things, maybe add to your prayer list. Think of some people you don't really normally talk to from church or from you know, home or, you know, extended family that you don't really pray for or something like that. Just add to your prayer list. Uh, But in some way this week, I challenge you to grow in your prayer life. And I'll let you guys know what I do this week in order to do that for myself as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode four of Tommy Talks. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast. You can review it or rate it on Apple Podcasts because we're on Apple Podcasts now, which is super awesome. You can also just DM me on Instagram or send me an anchor voice message or anything else. But make sure to share it with your friends and your family. I love you guys and I'll catch you all next week.